always exciting to begin a service with a baptismal. Um, that is obedience. God has called us to follow him, and what a beautiful picture it is. Um, I know some people would always say, well, I, I can't get up in front of all those people. Uh, but that is a huge part of our testimony of saying, I will follow Jesus no matter what the world says. Um, so if you haven't heard it yet this morning, welcome to the Ridge Church. We are so glad that you're here. Um, Pastor Roger, as Brad said, is out of town, and so I got the awesome privilege of filling in. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Brett, and I'm the student pastor here. Um, I'm the crazy guy, right? And so when you see me, you guys know that, like, this little box is hard for me to stay in, but that's what I'm told to do, so I'm going to try to do my best this morning. Um, but we're going to read God's Word, right? And I love where our church is headed, right? For the entire month of October, what are we doing? Community days. All right, I, I think about uh, 30 or 40% got that, so let me try it again. What are we doing for the entire month of October? There it is. Okay, so that's about 70%. On this third try, I think we can get 100%. What is October around here? Now I believe that everybody's on board. But here's what I want to make sure. We just don't know that it's community days, but we know the why we're doing this. Because so many times we'll cast a vision and go, here's what we're going to do. And a lot of people go, but Why? So what I want to show this morning, and I'm going to go to the book of Acts, and we're going to look at what real biblical community looks like. And I'm kind of going to reference all the way from chapter 2 to chapter 5, but I'm only going to read two main sections that we're going to focus in on. So if you will, turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 42 to 47 first, and then we'll flip over to the chapter 4. And here's what our scriptures say this morning. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and di distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And now over in chapter 4, we'll begin in verse 32 and read down to 37. I'll give you a second to get there. Verse 32, now the full number of those who believed, catch this, this is important for this morning, were of one heart and soul. And no one said that of any of the things that belonged to him was his own. But they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of the lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means the son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money 
and laid it at the apostles' feet. So that's the passage that we're going to be focusing in on this morning. And I know there's a little bit um, of context that I need to um, share with you guys. But first, what do we mean by community? Right? Because some of you guys, for the very first time, are a visitor here. And we just want to welcome you. And this is what we believe that the Bible teaches about what a church should be. And so I'm challenging our congregation this morning that for the entire month of October, and little hint, we don't want to stop at the end of October. We want this just to be who we are all the time, but this is what you should expect of a church. Because a community is people with common interests living in a particular area, right? So everyone around here is our community. But here's the part that I want us to really see. When we're talking about a biblical community, it's a unified body of individuals. And did you hear from the text? They had everything in common. Now, for those of you who have children or teenagers, right, do they always agree with your decisions? No, I heard a never somewhere, right? It's incredibly hard to get a big group of people all on the same page. And why is that? Because people have an idea and they think that their idea is the best idea. And until they're proven dead wrong, and even if they are proven wrong, they stand by that idea. But what I want us to see this morning is we've got all kinds of ideas, probably. But what we need to do is be unified. Our heart and our soul, our mind, all of our strength, right, on Christ Jesus. And when we do that, we will be exactly what the Bible says. We will be a church that practices biblical community. So this is where I'm coming this morning. And these are things that as we read from our text, I'm hoping that you grow excited about because you're doing some of these. Or if you aren't, you're going, yes, I want to join in. I want to practice and be obedient to what the scriptures say. That is why we need community. The spirit inside of us is the one to unite us. So that's my beginning. That's our intro. We're going to look at five different things this morning of what I believe community is. So number one, community will encourage you slash challenge you to pray and fellowship together. Right? As we were looking at Chapter 2, verse 42, notice what the verse says. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayers. So what did this original community of believers value? Did you guys catch it? There's three things that they thought were important. Time in the Word, time talking to the Father, and if we pause there for a second, whoa. Right? Spending time with God, talking with Him, changes our hearts. Spending time in His Word gives us instruction. But what was the third one? Right up there was spending time with God and in His Word. Did you guys catch it? A little bit louder. Community, fellowship. Here's what I put. Spending time together. And you're going, well, how can that be? Time with each other? Is it really that important? I believe it is. Because many times we try to live the Christian walk all on our own. We don't need others in our own opinion. But I believe that scripture teaches us that we need one another. 
1 Corinthians talks about many members, many pieces of the body of Christ, right? But we've all got to come together. We've all got to put King Jesus first in our lives. So this community, truly looking like what the Bible says, encourages you. It also challenges you. Because when you hear of someone else praying fervently for someone to come to know Christ, guess what you want to do? You too want to pray. And when you're together praising Jesus, someone else is, you hear them, you can't help but go, God's done this in my life. So number one, true biblical community will cause you to spend time in the Word. Right? We, we must. We must also spend time talking to the Father, but fellowshipping with one another. Point number two, community spurs you to give generously. Did you see when it talked about that they had generous hearts? And anytime we talk about the word generous, our first instinct is what? What do people say when we think generous? Money. You guys got it, right? And in this text, were they generously giving of money? Yeah, they had land, they had homes, they were selling them. If anyone had need, they were giving financially. And let me tell you, as believers, we need to be generous with our funds. But here's something that I think is even more important. Because remember, I work with students. Are any of my students, Tyler, you going to write me a $1,000 check anytime soon? Nope, doesn't have it, okay? $100 check? No, 10 bucks. No, he doesn't, not even 10 bucks, right? But here's what I know. Tyler can be generous with his time. Tyler can be generous with his talents. Because God has gifted us all very different. And God gives us these spiritual gifts that we have. And once again, each piece coming together to create the body of Christ. So community spurs you. You see Tyler over here serving and go, hey, you know what? I have a talent too. I can do this. And so you generously give of your time and your talent. You generously give because, catch this, King Jesus generously gave his entire life. He sacrificed. He died on a cross so that we might live. This is what real community looks like. When people come here, they should see smiles they should feel welcomed, but also catch this. They should also receive our generosity. Because being a part of a church or a community, catch this, and I know we're welcoming you guys in and we're even giving you a gift this morning, right? But being part of it is more than just about taking. Truly being part of a community is being able to give back. And that's what I want to challenge this church to this morning. Those of you who've been here for a while and you're not plugged in, pray that God would show you your part in this church, that you would be able to generously give. Notice, they were a part of a group of believers that gave and received from the care because they were a part of God's family. They looked at one another and said, that's my brother, that's my sister, and my heavenly father who loves me loves them. So I, too, will give generously. Did you guys catch what verse 34 said in chapter 4? And this one kind of blows me away, right? Look at it. Verse 34. There was not a needy person 
among them. Let me just read that again. There was not a needy person among them. Why? Because when they saw the need, they met it. That completely blows me away because in our culture, what do we see? Anybody? You've been out lately? What do we see? Neediness. And here's the crazy part. Some of us in here this morning are needy and broken. And we've got a smile on our face, but we are in desperate need for brothers and sisters in Christ to come along and encourage us. Maybe some of you are even struggling financially, but you're so afraid to ask because you may feel like someone judges you. But this group of believers, they were generous. They were loving. Notice even as we read the text, one of them, his name was like kind of changed, right? He's known as Joseph, but they called him Barnabas, which means what? Son of encouragement. This guy was so focused on not criticizing others, but lifting them up. He was the encourager. We need those people in our church. We need to be this as a community. So number one, community encourages you. It challenges you to pray and fellowship together. And that's what we're doing here this morning, right? We're spending time in prayer. We're fellowshipping. It also spurs you to give generously. Check this third one out. Community is an incredible sight to see. Right When you walk in somewhere and people are loving on one another, they're giving generously, you almost step back and go, what's wrong with these people? Right? Like, this is a little bit too good to be true. Where's the catch? Where's the hook in the water? Right? Those of you who maybe got a gift this morning, like, I know this ain't for free. But that's what being a true disciple, a follower of Christ does. We give. We share. And guess what? We make people go, that is incredible. And I want to be a part of what they have going on. Right? The word says, awe came upon every soul. Like as they were looking at this, like even that term awe almost means like a fear. Like a, whoa, wow. So that's what it means to be a follower of Christ. I like that. Awe and fear came upon them. Notice what also the scripture said. Signs and wonders were being done. There's also this sense of awe of like, whoa, normal people don't do that. Lame people are walking. Blind people are seeing. Like later on in chapter 5, someone's in the shadow of Peter and they're healed. Whoa, this is incredible. Like wake up people. The apostles, their power was given to them by who? Jesus. And they believed that it was going to work. Guess what we need to believe today? That his power that he's given us is the same Holy Spirit. And that he's going to do these incredible signs and wonders. And I know that some of you are saying, well, slow it down there, young man. Like, whoo, our church is not ready for that. That's fine. When God's ready to move, he's going to move. And we need to step back and watch him work. So community is this incredible sight to see. And it'll even shock some people when they truly see how real it is. And maybe you were there too. You came and visited here and go, whoa, 
Something is different because they are looking out for the needs of not just themselves, but for others. Number four, community happens daily. And I want to pause here just for a second. Is it important for us to gather and worship on Sunday morning? Is this an incredible time of fellowship and worship? Yes. Is it awesome when we come back together for small groups on Wednesday nights, when we come and bring our students to learn? Yes. But if that is all the community you're getting, I want to tell you something. You're missing out on a whole bunch of life. Because there's Monday, there's Tuesday, there's Thursday, there's Friday, and there's Saturday. There's a whole lot of life that goes on when we're not inside our place to worship, right? It said day by day they were gathering together to break bread, right? And many times we think break bread, oh, they're taking the Lord's Supper. And yes, they probably were. They were observing the, what God told them to do, do this in remembrance of me. But can I make it really simple? The breaking of bread was having lunch. It was doing dinner or supper, whatever your term is called. They were opening up their homes. Remember when I said be generous with your time and your talents? Some of you need to be generous with the home that God has given you. As I was growing up, I was raised in church. And so Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, but many times in between Sunday morning and Sunday night, my parents would invite someone from church home with them. And growing up, I was like, man, can't we ever just have a meal by ourselves? Why is there always people over? But now that I've grown up and I've got married and I have my house of my own, I see when you open up your home to host, what an incredible thing that is. And I, I know some of you go, well, I don't have a nice, and it's not about how nice your home is. But it's about you caring enough to bring people, to include them into your lives. And I love that my mom and dad, they modeled that for me. And as those people came, and as they went, here's what that did. It built friendships. It built relationships. So when those people who were in and out of their homes had a struggle, they knew they could go to them. They knew that they could talk to them because they were real people. And they went through hurts. They went through pains. And I know this is hard, but guys, all of us at times are on the roller coaster of emotions of life. And I see this with students because they're just a little more honest sometimes than adults. We try to cover it up. But when things are going great for them, ooh, you know it, right? When your student comes home and they've either done well on a test or they've done good sports academically, like they are shining. They're glowing. When they come home that day and they throw the book bag down or they come into youth group and like, how's your day? Good. Like you know something's wrong. And most of the time, they're honest if I ask, hey, what's really going on? Now, when we're honest, guess what that creates, though? Vulnerability. You know what's really going on in my life. And that's scary. That's a hard thing for some of us to let go. But this community of believers, they let go of that. They let go of the possessions that maybe they could have stored back because they were living life daily with one another. I'm hoping that this church body is fellowshipping and getting together, not only when we're here, 
But when we go to the coffee shops, when we go to Walmart, when we go to sporting events, no matter where you are, and you're taking people and you're including them in, catch what it also said. Not only were they day by day gathering to break bread. Did you guys catch the part of day by day what was happening? Anybody? Souls were being saved. People were coming to know Jesus. Think that's a coincidence? Absolutely not. Because these people were hanging out together, talking, praying, lifting Jesus high, it wasn't something that they just did on Sunday. Everyone they were around knew it. So some of you guys were I've been here a few weeks and maybe months, and we've been saying community days, community days, right? Even take the little cards. I keep some in my back pocket for just whenever, right? And you go, I want to do that, but I'm just not sure if I'm bold enough. Watch this last part. Community empowers you to share boldly. Chapter 4, verse 31. And when they had prayed... Remember the verse that we just read? Paul and Silas were where? In jail. What were they doing? Praying. What happened to the prison? The foundations were shaken. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak what? What were they speaking, guys? The Word of God. How were they speaking the Word of God? With boldness, right? As we look at this passage, the people, the Sadducees, were annoyed with them. They were frustrated by them because the Sadducees were trying to tell the people, here's the rules, here's what you have to follow. These people are preaching, Jesus saves, He gives you life, He gives you hope. Like this can be rejoiced in. And they're like, shh, keep it down over there. They even threw him in prison, right? I, I don't have time to read all of it, but it's in here. This is what the early church was doing. They prayed, and the place was shaken. Before the end of service today, guess what we're going to do? Any guesses? We're going to pray. And man, wouldn't it be incredible if this building starts to shake, some of you guys would start going crazy and saying the New Madrid fault has finally went, right? It's long overdue. But man, wouldn't it be crazy if this building shook because God was here? His people believed that the power that is living inside of us is not just for us, but it's for our entire community, right? Not just our church community. We want to grow, we want to spread this boldly. There's so many things that as a pastor you get to do, right? You get to preach, you get to counsel, you get to do weddings and funerals, some high, some low. But can I tell you my favorite part of ministry that I get to do? Is my Sunday night group. I invite students over to my house. We call it missional community. Any guesses why we call it that? Because I believe community is important. If we train our students to be accountable, to be real, to share what's really going on, and talk about the things of the kingdom, it'll be contagious. They'll start doing it with their friends. And that word missional, we're always on mission. 
because we're representing King Jesus. But I love inviting students over because sometimes it's three. Sometimes it's four. Sometimes it's 15 and I'm ready to have a bigger house, right? And they're running all over. Carrie, you know it. Like it gets loud in the basement down there. The ping pong table sometimes because they're just hitting at each other, right? Sorry, parents. But here's what I know. When you do real life with people, God starts to really work. Because there's so many people out there who are really hurt. They're really broken. And they're doing their best to put on a smile because they don't know they can be real. But Christians, let me tell you this. When you're real with others, they actually know how to pray for you. They actually can be there to encourage you. And sometimes all it takes is a brother and sister in Christ just calling you, not really even saying anything, going, if there's anything you need, I'll be there. That's biblical community. And I know that I've painted it as a beautiful canvas this morning going, look at community. It's awesome, and it is. But let me tell you this too. It's messy, and it's hard. Because if you want someone to be vulnerable with you, You've got to be vulnerable with them. And there's times where sometimes I feel like I'll preach an awesome message. Nothing. But if I share what's really going on with my students, here's my pain, here's my hurt, here's the things that I'm walking through, the light bulbs go off. And they look at me and then share their hurts. Because I've no longer been the guy up on stage, but I'm walking with them. And we're called to do life together, to walk worthy in a way that is pleasing to the Lord, Ephesians says. We are called to live in holiness. We're called to be like him. But on our own, man, we fall. We slip. We trip. Our faces end up in the mud, and we feel lost, don't we? We feel like we've let Jesus down. We've failed our king. He's given me this mission, and I failed. But our brothers and sisters are there to pick us up. Because the time, sometimes you're the one picking someone up, the next time someone's picking you up. We, day by day, live life with one another. And it causes us to share boldly. Because as I'm living life, I'm looking out and I'm going, hey, they're not a minister. But I saw them just share. I hear them talking about God's work in his life. That's the perfect thing about this. These were everyday people just doing what God had called them to be obedient to. So don't be afraid to share your faults with God and other believers. Don't be afraid to share the good news to the lost. Because when you love others as God loves you, you are a shining light of God's love. And that's what people need. For those of you who are here this morning, I hope you hear my heart for the very first time. Man, God loves you. And we are so glad that you're here this morning. Are we a perfect group? No. Do we try to love the Lord with all our heart? Yes. And we welcome you to be a part of it with us. We don't have all the answers, but Jesus is the one. Now catch this. I know how some of you work because this was me in high school. I see a list. Hold up just a second. Go back. 
we see a list of these five things, and if you're anything like me, here's what you do. Okay, all right, I need to challenge and encourage to pray. I need to fellowship. All right, I can do that, right? I need to do this daily, and it's list. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Here's what I want to pause. These things come because of what I'm about to share. Yes, I want you to see these things. I want you to know these things. But if there's anything you take away from my message this morning, here it is, this last slide. Right? If we're going to be a biblical community, community will help. Notice, this is a personal relationship with Jesus. You decide whether you're giving him and you're surrendering your life. This is yours. And man, I wish that we could make that decision for others. But we can't. God gives every person a chance to respond. But community will help you. Notice this. Be obedient in following Jesus. How do we get back to the original biblical community? How do we really do this? It's really simple. You follow Jesus. You be obedient to what he says. And when you're obedient to what he says, guess what happens naturally? All of the things that we talked about this morning. So it takes the pressure off. You don't have to walk out of here going, what was his five points? I can't remember. They all started with community, but that's all I know. Well, be obedient to following Jesus. As I wrap up this morning, I want to also challenge us to be a part of community means not always do you have your hand out. And this morning, those of you who just joined us, man, we are so excited to be able to give you a gift. We are so excited to hopefully pour out God's spirit to share with you. But we're hoping one day that you don't just take, but that you join us and you too share. Because that's what it means to be a part of God's kingdom, to be included in his church. You are poured into, and you are sent out. And you're no longer taking, but you get the chance to serve. You get the chance to be obedient. So this morning, I want you to bow your heads for just a second. I want to give us just a little bit of time for to ask, what has the Holy Spirit put on your heart this morning? Some of you know exactly. You can see their face. You know their name. You've prayed and prayed and prayed. Don't give up. Keep praying. Keep sharing boldly. Keep inviting. Our God is a big God. Many signs and wonders were done. Some of you are just saying, Brett, I don't know anybody. Like everybody around me, they know the Lord. And that's an incredible thing. But I'm praying that God opens your eyes. Maybe even you specifically say, God, open my eyes as I'm walking through my workplace, as I'm shopping in the grocery store. Lord, who? Who am I supposed to share with? Some of you are on the fence going, I like this idea of community days, but I don't know if I'm, we use this, with our students all in. God, I want to be all in. So for the next 30 seconds to a minute, some of you have already done it. Will you pray?
God, use me. And when he does, give him all the glory. Point it all back to him. Because it's not us. We're the mouthpiece. We're the clay. He's the potter. God, move among us. Have your way in our lives. This morning, we're doing a commissioning service. I'm going to have all of you stand. You're not going to come down here, but everyone stand. We're going to spend some time, and I'm going to pray. This is our commissioning prayer for this group. And I know you're probably not getting on a plane. You are getting into your cars. But wherever you go this week, you're on mission. And Weather Community Days is an incredible success because God has showed up. Is how we respond to this challenge this morning. Right? I'm hoping, and poor Roger, he doesn't even know this, right? I'm praying, just do the math. Each person bring one. We're going to have problems around here with space. The parking lot's going to be a disaster. But man we'd be quick to give him the glory. Those are the kind of problems we need to solve. That everybody is doing their job of making disciples, of sharing boldly with one another. I'm hoping next week we don't know what to do. But there's revival. There's a spark. So we're sending you guys out. We're commissioning you. This is our local mission trip, if you will. Best part about it, you sleep in your own bed. 
But catch this. Are you going to be obedient? This isn't a suggestion, right? I know I'm presenting it as you have the choice. God has commanded us to do this. Will we be obedient? We'll say, God, I've got better plans. I'm going to do me. Because that's what it all comes down to. I always remember my mom and dad teaching me these little bitty truths, and now I remember them, right? To delay is to disobey. What are we waiting on? Let's go. So if you'll bow with me as we pray. God, thank you so much for your son. Lord, we thank you for Jesus coming to die, to give us life. Lord, to, God, just to save us. And Father, Lord, I pray, God, that each believer in here this morning, whether they've been here forever or this is their first time, God, Lord, that they would know that your spirit is with them this week. God, that they would go out boldly. Father, that they would share of the great things that you have done. Lord, that many signs and wonders would happen. God, that this place would be shaken for your kingdom. God, we pray that this group would be authentic. They would be real. God, and when someone challenges them to be obedient to God's word, that they would thank them and not be upset. So God, let us live obedient to you this week. Father, we ask these things in your powerful, powerful name.